decks of certain types that were in that tournament. From what I hear, it was like 20% that could ult the red deck and like another 20% Valakit. Like just massive amounts of those decks. But it seemed like the top eight was split pretty evenly. Like there, well, there was, was three obviously Valakids. more Valakit. There was three Valakids in the top eight. And see, but that's, that was, the thing is, between that and Cabal the Red, they both got the most and or the best cards for the deck. Like, Green Sun Zenith uh, for Vampires, or not Vampires, Valakid is so huge. And then friggin', uh, what is it? Signal Pest, the War Driver Goblin, and... Contested Warzone. Contested Warzone, which is insane. Four of them in that deck? It's awesome. Oh, man, it was so, so like, cool. Oh, I can't turn to a Bushwhacker. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I can. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hang on, so is Goblin War Driver really good? Yeah, I mean, it replaced the War... The, the Lord. Were people playing the Lord? People were playing the Lord. The Lord, the Lord does not seem very good. It's so that you can turn one, uh, the... He's like another Bushwhacker, basically. Yeah, exactly. You can turn one, the Cadolta Rebirth, and then turn two, the War Driver, with that extra mana you got off your Mox Opal, and you're like, oh, get there. For uh, six... Or no, was it... It's three, turn one, and then eight, turn two? Something like that. So this deck can... So this, this deck is fast. That's its dividing yeah. characteristic, right? It's, it's like very, turn, very, it's fast. very consistent. Incredibly. Very consistent turn four wins. Yeah. Uh, let me see this deck list. Does it have ornithopters in it too? No. Yeah. Thank uh, God for that. Good. Some thank, of them. Thank you for cutting the ornithopters. Like the the previous versions of this deck had like just a bunch of terrible stuff that because they just needed to slam it something didn't make in sense. there. This one does play the ornithopters. It does. Every every version I've seen plays yeah. ornithopters. Oh God. No, I've seen I've seen a version a couple versions last uh, season that didn't have it. Because you're just you're yeah. Because last season didn't have. Ornithopter is way better now because we have signal fest. Well, you have to hit. It a sounds really awful, mass. but it's like it's True. way better. You have to hit a critical mass of artifacts in order to play your Cold Out the Rebirth like reliably. Yeah. It's not just signal fest. It's signal fest, war driver, and contested war zone that make Ornithopter playable. Yeah, I it's, guess so. Not that I like contested war zone at all. Contested really war get... zone is awesome in this deck. Dude. Oh god, I have like, to... I'm not even kidding. It's like turn two bushwhacker. I have to wonder if they boarded out though, like. You're playing an aggro matchup, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll just give my opponent the, the race. I, I don't say, think you ever board it out, because <laughs> you're always going to be more obvi Well, obviously. Unless, it's, it's unless they're playing Kadatha Red too. It's only playing 20 land, so. And you, 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 you can't board it out, I'm just saying. I was being silly, but uh, I would never play that card. <laughs> I think it's I do, I do like the four Jinx titles in the sideboard. You know yeah. what I like in the sideboard? Tuck Tuck the Explorer. I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> guy's awesome. And he's got the Revoker, which is awesome. I don't like Revoker at all. I don't like it I as a one-off. It seems awkward. It sounds serious. terrible as a one-off. But Revoker, Revoker does not seem like a good card. One of the best cards in the new set. I like, okay, for this kind of strategy, maybe I... Like, I guess I'll, I'll take I think it back. on the stick I've seems seen, fine. I, I've, seen the in, I've seen it in too many bad decks recently... To that, that my snap decision was like, ah, that card's not very good. In this kind of strategy, I agree. It might be pretty decent. But it's, is it a 2 1 or a 2 2? It's a 2 1. Two one. For two. It's pretty aggressive. I don't like it. Whatever. You know, man. Okay. So, uh, it seems pretty good against this other top 8 deck, Cargo, that I know Casby uh, is just in love with. Yeah. I'm and, actually just in love with Kibler. Ah, it's true. God, he's so, so pretty. That's true. Like, when he played next level vamp, I was like, I'm just going to play next level vamp. Yeah, but then you wrecked with it. Wrecked house. I gotta say, Jamie Park wears a better polo shirt. Just saying. So <laughs> sorry, Brian. Sorry. Brian Kibler has the most sparkling smile I've ever seen. His Facebook picture is a cartoon of himself. <laughs>
Um, ego. <laughs> did Cog- okay, did Cargo get anything? Yeah, it was 8th place. It was 8th place. Oh, it- did it get anything from the new set? Yeah. No. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> not really. It gained a different game plan, sort of. Like, How did it fight all these these Kalotha Red decks and all these Valakid decks? Ratchet, Ratchet Bomb. Bomb is nuts! Yeah. How many Ratchet Bombs? Three, also two Core Firewalkers, and three Celestial Purge, and an extra Juke Condemn out of the board. Like, it just had so much. And a Day of Judgment. It just had so much. Like, but the thing is that I thought was really interesting uh, was two, twofold. First off, the, he's playing Elspeth Terrell, two of, which, which was Kibler's new book. Right, which I really like, and I think it's awesome that Kibler in, in, included it. Uh, it's just that, uh, I mean, it, it fights everything so well. Like, right now, everything, like Vampires and Kadolfa Red, you gotta think, Lots of little dudes. Well, Elspeth Terrell is all right with that because you're like, oh, I'll make three of my own. If they don't side out Elspeth against Kalatha Red. They definitely keep it in against uh, friggin' vampires, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Vampires doesn't quite explode in their face quite like Kalatha Red does. And, I mean, with Like, uh, how great is it to be sitting there, like, holding a Gideon and uh, Elspeth in your hands? Like, yeah, I'll go to three. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with Squadron <laughs> Hawks, with Squadron Hawks, Journey to Nowhere, and Condemn in the main deck, they do a pretty good job of holding things off. Like, they're totally okay with it most of the time. I mean, I'm a blue-white player, and those things don't really do anything against Kadatha Red. The best thing you can do against Kadatha Red is drop a, a Ratchet Bomb, like, as soon as you get oh, it. Oh, obviously. Like, you just turn to a Ratchet Bomb. Like, that's, that's the only way you're ever going to win. for zero. Unless, like, unless they got, like, they kept, like, the worst hand ever. Which, apparently, their worst hand includes Goblin Guide, which is still pretty awful for, like, blue-white. I don't know. They... Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I still do not have my brain wrapped around this Kadolta Red deck, and like, it, it's plan A is to do the Kadolta combo thing, and then it's plan B is like, uh, I just beat you with. I mean, their dudes. plan is to just make as many dudes as possible, however dudes. they can. And like, there is no, uh, I just can't play a deck that doesn't have a plan B. I'm gonna, can't. I'm gonna say right now, I think this Kadolta Red deck is is definitely a player in the metagame. It's not refined. It's not refined yet. Th- these lists here. This is a day one list. This is this is the kind of deck that comes out, and the the set was released on the same day or the night before. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. So this is this is literally the first chance anybody really has to play the cards and really get a taste for them in a tournament. So these these deck lists are are preliminary. Obviously. And in what's what's the next big event? Is it is it DC? No, uh, the next big event is Paris. Yeah, uh, Paris. They're going to play standard, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so do you think? Going into the Pro Tour, we're going to see a much better version of this kind of deck. No, certainly I don't think not. it's going to be better. It's it's that that's a pretty solid deck. Like you you don't get much better than that. It's the deck builds itself if you want to build it. I think I think I think there are aspects of this deck list that look loose. What don't you like? Like what? Uh, a one of lightning bolts, uh, two devastating summons in the main deck, and three fork bolts in the main deck. These things don't seem particularly great. Uh, the fork bolts are against... really good against Lotus Cobras in the mirror match. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of room to grow in that this deck. Fork bolts also really not to get the vampires. Too. I th- I th- I, yes. Okay, you were ju- you're just saying I don't like decks that don't have a game plan B. I think that in the Pro Tour you're going to see a deck that has a game plan B. This was metagame. This was an obviously metagame deck. It, it, everyone okay if you have I think it's a, just cheap that too like this deck costs like 20 bucks maybe okay well <laughs> that's probably part of it but if you and that's also the coolest turnaround ever you're like oh I'm gonna bring this deck it costs 20 bucks and then I'm gonna get fourth and make a couple thousand but talk to me about metagaming 
it, like, talk to me about why you're saying that this mono red deck is some kind of metagame angle deck. Okay, if I had known that I was able to go to Indy and make the trip, uh, I think I would have actually placed. Like, and that's not thing. Like, looking at this new format, it's the first weekend of a new format. You're like, okay, well, what gets the most cards and what's really good? Everyone is hyping Valakut and everyone is hyping this Kodolfa deck. So, if everyone's talking about it, it's going to be the first two decks that are played, and obviously they're the biggest decks at the tournament. So, what am I going to do? I'm just going to play a deck that beats the mirror and has a really good game against the second biggest deck, which is Valakut. Okay. So that's why he's got the four bolts. That's why he's playing the deck he is. And I don't know about the devastating summons. I really can't talk about. That. Okay, so, that's so game, I guess that's their game plan B. So here's here's the reason that I say this deck can be approved on is maybe maybe it's just the fact that they went into it saying we know what the two best decks are going to be. But after after posting results like this, if I'm going into a pro tour, the the only thought on my mind is that these decks exist and now i can build a control deck that beats them exactly mine is <laughs> the, my first thought is uh squad is uh cargo with main deck ratchet bombs i mean like that that deck is so freaking solid honestly although i hate the freaking counterspell package in it i think i think more I think importantly the there's really there's another i think i don't know where it placed in the top eight we don't have the list in front of us but it's the the blue black deck that placed in the top eight of this indianapolis tournament it had 11 counterspells in its main deck including mm -hmm. spell pierces stoic rebuttals Mana leaks and cancels. It had eleven counterspells and seven discard effects. Yeah. Right, and I feel like that's also the kind of deck that can just fight mono red. It like discard spells are really good against this kind of this kind of deck, aren't they? No, it fights it fights Valakut a lot better than it fights Aggro. Aggro doesn't care. You're gonna spend your time wasting my hand. Well, I already got all my dudes out on turn two. All right, I'm I, like, well, I've got I've got my my clock. Find a deal way to deal with these guys. Uh, sorry, you 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 your hand is loaded with those mana leaks. Sorry, I have these black Zenus. Whoops. Okay, well, you're dead in the uh, first four turns. Okay? Yeah, no, well, so I mean, I like... I can make a black Sun Zenith for one. Black Sun Zenith, black sun Zenith and three. Pyroclasm are both really bad for Kodatha, as are Ratchet Bomb. I think you see a backlash. I think we like, see a backlash of all these board sweepers coming in. I mean, okay, I'll certainly give you that it's a, it's a probability that there's going to be a lot of control-oriented builds that crush this red deck. Because... I mean, I'm rooting for it because I friggin' hate this red deck, but... You're talking about going into the Pro Tour, where everyone loves blue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not a Pro Tour... I, like, okay, I'll probably get called out on stats on that one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But most Pro Tours end up with pros like blue. Pros play control, because right. control gives you the most control over, uh, over all the aspects of the game, and you're able to play to your strengths, and you take some of the randomness out of the game, and you get to play to your skill. Right. And that's that's been the way that Magic is for a long time. It's how that blue decks win a lot, and top eight a lot in Pro Tours. And I think you're definitely going to see a deck, whether it's blue-black or blue-white, or maybe even black-blue-white, that's able to fight this specific mono-red mono -red attack you deck. I mean, if you're going to generalize Pro Tours, uh, Pro Tours have been entire dominated forever by control players and combo players because you the, those both take a lot of internal skill and uh, choices that you have to make and you have to know what the choice is. And the aggro decks that win have to be such good aggro decks that yeah, you know, they're, just, they're just that good. They have to be one of the best decks in the room. Yeah. And they also still have to do something pretty, like something new and innovative. Right. It, uh, case, in like point, case, case in point, Nia Lightsaber a couple years ago. Yeah. Where just... Nobody had put together a Spark Mage and Collar, and... That shit happened. And so, you know, 
uh, Flores did it, and he was like, hey, uh, Andre, here's a sweet deck. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and go win Worlds with it? Because, you, you know, like, you can just hook these two guys up and kill everything. Yeah, no one's seen this before. And, and what, happened the exa- what happened the very next week? There was a there was an open tournament in Richmond. Right. Everybody had that deck. Everybody. Everybody had that deck. I played the same deck. And the deck wasn't and even that good after the... the it, was really funny, it was really funny. It was reasonable, but <sighs> in the, it, it did not have a decent mirror match. Right. It was The mirror matches were rough. They were Some weird. kid, like, came and he was like, I can't believe I did so poorly. Like, I heard him talking, like, next to me. Like, he was like, I can't believe I did so poorly. I was just like, this card for card, the world's deck. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 you're whoa. not a pro, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. A, and B... Like, when you're facing everyone with the exact same knowledge. Everyone has the same knowledge you do, buddy. You gotta come up with something new. Yeah. That's why Casby played four-color Naya, adding Tidehollow's colors to his at that tournament. If I, really? If I did? remember correctly. No, I played bad Naya. Did I played, uh... Did I talk... I played, I played I, mid-range. I talked you off the Tidehollow's colors right before the tournament. <laughs> you definitely had them in your build before. Maybe. I, <laughs> I had to talk Chris off a ledge. I don't... Casby, you're a baller. <laughs> I do was, stupid things. He was like, oh, I'm just gonna play deck, Naya, but these... Deck, t- these ancient ziggurats and these tide hollow scholars, that's gonna get there. <laughs> that right? deck did yeah. include uh, an obelisk of Valara, though. Yep. Nice line. Yep. Guess obelisk what? Of you, was sick. Guess what? Obelisk of Valara does not get activated by ancient ziggurat. Yeah, it doesn't even get played until turn seven or eight. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I never had ancient ziggurats in that deck. I think okay. the tide hollow scholars were the board because I could play it with Bird's Paradise. Okay, sounds really good. Sounds nice really, life. really good. Nice life. This is why. Hey, I, this is why I have to stay there very long. Okay. That's why I have to come in and edit Casby's deck sometimes, guys. All right. The deck also had Nova Blast. Is there anything else interesting? Uh, interesting yeah, I want Envy? to talk about Valakid because I freaking love Valakid. All right. Drew Levin. Oh, we did want to talk about Valakid. Drew Levin. Right. Hey, buddy. This is my. This is my guy. Okay. So, I, uh, I love everything about this deck. It is a dedicated combo deck now. It's not just like what I played at States, which was like play huge dudes and win regardless. It's like, okay, so Green Sun Zenith obviously was going to be amazing for the deck. It's a four of, right? Yes. Oh, yes. The only things that I don't like about the deck that I don't think will continue is the number of Harrow. I think four Harrow is too much. Now that uh, in a couple weeks, the, the uh, control decks and the control players, they'll learn how to adapt. Especially with these thousands of counter spells that are going to be run rampant in the room, you're just going to be like, oh, well, I can't be playing these heroes. Uh, also, the land base, I, I I like is the exact number that I was playing in States 28. I don't know about 11 Mountain. I think he, he cut probably one too many. But he's got so many green sources uh, that he's because he knew, he knew that uh, Spreading Seeds was going to be rampant in the room. Because everyone still loves Call Go. So he just went overboard on those. And it's just the fact that you can go so many friggin' uh, explosive turns with the Harrows and the Calney Heart Expeditions. I think in the coming weeks, there will be, in the, the mana base will be changed. There's more mountains, less green sources. Because uh, Spreading Seas is not going to be as good with the, the aggro decks that are run, running around. People are going to be needing to deal with creatures, not with your mana base. Valkyrie's going to get better in the next couple weeks. I, uh, I friggin' just love everything about this deck. I like that there's Slagstorm in the board. Friggin' love Slagstorm. That's awesome right now. There's gonna be, there's so many dudes right now that are like, oh, well, I, <laughs> I just can't beat a Slagstorm. Like, everything's one or two on the back end. Like, what are you playing in standard right now? Uh, question for you. The, the debate online, I guess, has been between Green Sun Zenith and Summoning Trap. 
How do you feel about Green Sun that, that side? Every time. Every time. It, with the new build that everyone will be having to play, although I'm not a huge fan of this Lotus Cobra, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not summoning trapping into anything relevant. You're Green Sun Zenithing into everything you need every time. What, which is what, why you, what targets does this have for Green Sun Zenith? You know, you know why Lotus Cobra's in there, right? Lotus it, took the, it took the place of Cultivate. Yeah. So he's playing Lotus Cobra. So it over still fits on the curve. He's also got. Uh, it fits on the curve at the same spot because of Green Sun Zenith. Right. So. He's also got fetch lands instead <clears throat> of these come into play fetch lands that like the Terra. Uh, he's got only two Terramorphic and four Misty Rainforest. So that he can actually make good use of the Lotus Cobra. Okay, so run down, run down the targets on Green Sun Zenith for me. Just two Avengers and a car for uh, Primeval Titan. That's it. No, I don't think so. Green Sun Zenith. The reason that all everyone liked Green Sun well, Zenith I mean, okay. and Malakut is because they said we can take out the spell ramp and play with the creature ramp. The reason I'm pointing those out is because those. The reason that you play Green Sun Zenith is because you have all this awesome creature ramp, Oracle Moldaya, Overgrown Battlement being the key and Lotus Cobra, is because you can't... If you're going to be running that package, you it's it's just so much more consistent than your uh, summoning trap. You're, if, if you're summoning trapping, you have to load your deck up with... Uh, 10 was the minimum number last season. Huge friggin' dudes that kill you. Like, they have to do something amazing. And sometimes you don't hit the one you need, and it's always kind of random. But, you know, it was always just good enough so that it doesn't matter what you got, it was something that was relevant to the board and would actually buy you a couple turns. Now it's actually a deck which, with a pointed focus where you can just green sun Z and into exactly what you need. All right, I will. I got two things to say about this deck. Uh, Overgrown Battlement, four of main deck, seems really good for that metagame, for the day. Hell yeah. It seems very, very good. Hell yeah. Uh, given the number of red decks that are apparently out in force, and also good against black-red vampires. Just It's a wall that also makes mana... Wall of Blossoms. I mean, enough, just, enough said, Just right? think about the, the, the curve. You can be like, turn two, Battlement, turn three, Zenith into Battlement, and then use the first Battlement to tap for more mana to play a Lotus Cobra or anything. And you've just, you've just got dudes on the board that block and do relevant things in combat, buy you time, and rank. I also... I'll, I guess I'll eat. I guess I'll eat my words. I don't know how good they were. There's two Thrun the Last Troll in this sideboard. There's also an Obstinate Bayloth, two guys revenging in the Citix line. I will say that Casby mentioned earlier this week to me uh, that Zenith for a Citix slime or Summoning Trap for a Citix slime. When you were able to trap into slime, it was really good. Yeah. Zenith into slime is slow. Yeah. <laughs> really slow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, which is why he's got the, another, the summoning trap in the board. A thing that we were talking about is uh, the control players are playing Spreading Seas to help combat Valakut. And most of the time, they feel pretty confident if they can keep the opponent off double green. Mm -hmm. And they can't anymore. Right. You because can Green Sun Zenith. Well, Green Sun Zenith is single green. Right. It gets, so right. it just, they're like, they, they usually don't have a problem like getting, you know, sticking a couple of Spreading Seas and they're like, right. oh, they're fine. We got them under control. Like, you know, we're getting to our end game. And yeah. they just, like, they can ramp into an acidic slime. So, like, when they get an acidic slime, it doesn't matter what they target. Like, Control doesn't like them getting an acidic right. slime. Because it's going to be something that either kills their Titan or whatever their wall effect is. Right. Um, and it's going to probably just eat one of their mana or kill a Spreading Seas, which just lets them explode in their face. So. And I think everyone realizes that uh, acidic slime is what it is because uh, no one's running. You mean insane? Insane. A really, really good card. Oh, I Connolly knew how good it was. Love that card. Oh yeah, <laughs> Connolly's been running that shit forever. 
But uh, it's just, I'm saying the control players didn't have uh, the white ley line in their board. None of them did. But what is that? How does acidic slime... Because... Oh, because it can destroy an enchantment. It destroys enchantments. Okay, you're right, yeah. So, uh, everything but planes are like this, right? Right. Yeah. Creatures. Well, it's, well it's, those two. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a creeping mold. A creeping mold on it's a 2-2 two, two death touch. It's a creeping mold. Wow. Yeah, like, I For mean... For one less? Wow! He's quite good. He's I mean... <laughs> Like, Creepy Bowl costs four. I was I was what? sad. When I saw them say it costs six. It costs no. oh no, Plowunder costs six, buddy. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh no, did Plowunder cost Desert, five? Desert Twister costs six. Uh well not. Plowunder costs back. five. Plowunder costs five. Oh wow. Yeah. So acidic slime is just come to Casby for I the can't even say Acidic Slime is I just can't a slime. Just plain These, the, I it's mean, an ooze, man. Whatever. It's an ooze. Okay, here here's the deal. They all do the same thing. It's just whichever one wizard wants us to do. And they're not gonna give us two at the same time. Right. Like if I could go like, Mole Chambler. No, if I had if I had, <laughs> we do have Mole Chambler, you're right. Because it doesn't count. Mole Chambler can kill planeswalkers. Um so if <laughs> if I was able to why didn't we build this deck? Why didn't we just go like primal command for acidic slime? And then I had like, like primal command with with plow plus tutor, and then uh, next turn I get a slime. Why, what did you say? So, why didn't we play this deck? Yeah, why didn't why we, we make this deck? Oh man, we should have made this deck. <laughs> you do God. this. It's got land destruction in its first it. three turns. Fairies, oh. I, fairies, I love you, but you're done. Uh, <laughs> primal commands for acidic slimes. Have you it's seen over. Flores' build? It's over. Have you seen Flores' build that he's been know. playing on his rug build? What is that it? He, no, he please tell me. Tell us about it. Oh god, it's just cool cards. It just plays with. Commands is basically what it is. He's like it's rug. It's like basically it's extended. Standard, right? It's standard rug, except he plays with cryptic commands and primal commands. Okay. Oh god, do you guys remember? Sweet. Were you, were you guys around for? <laughs> it the looks really fun. Lorwyn deck, the Ten Commandments. I love. I love Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments oh, was one of my favorite decks deck. of all time. That deck. That deck can still have a. I think that deck has to come back next season. What's oh. like? Okay, when cryptic command was in the format, Lorwyn like, rotates next season. Mm, yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah. Oh, oh! Those cards are in the same set. Okay. How the did commands? people ever play this card with Cryptic Command in the set? This deck. How did people ever play the the Rings of Brighthearts when Cryptic Command was in the set? They didn't. Don't you just look the silly? only deck? The only deck that ever made Rings of Brighthearts was Five Card Planeswalkers, and that deck did not have. A that was the Ten Commandments. Oh no, I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. Lord of the Rings I was, was different. That I deck was, was cool. Too. I was thinking of the deck that just had uh, Fellowship of the Ring, where it just played nine Planeswalkers and Rings of Brighthearts. And Rings. That was the one I was, I was thinking. Like, of. Yeah. Ten Commandments was a totally different deck. Ten God. Commandments just 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 played. Literally commands. ten <laughs> commands. Yeah. All right. So, so what do you want more? Do you want do you want ten commands or ten planeswalkers? Ten planeswalkers. Ten planeswalkers was so cool. Yeah, but nine like the commands were so good. Though. Commands were a lot of fun. Like, but the planeswalkers were just more. Fun. The commands were amazing. Screw planeswalkers. The commands had one deck. Commands one, kill planeswalkers. If I ever have an option to not play planeswalkers, I will. What? Maybe I'm just like I'm too classic. When so I you're, you're so old fashioned. So you're you're <laughs> gonna play Kadatha Red in DC. I'm, oh, don't do that. Uh, He's not allowed to play mountains, remember? Oh, I, that's true. Every time I shuffle up a mountain, I lose. If that, if, if you guys true don't story. know, if you guys aren't personal friends of the podcast, uh, I, Daniel is not allowed to shuffle up mountains in any of any in any event in, in any this, constructed no, no, event. Constructed event, yeah. Because I lose. It's like just it's just for for whatever reason, unless it's combo. If I'm playing combo, I can shuffle up a mountain. You just have but, no idea how to do combat, man. Sometimes <laughs> that's in, that's entirely false. Uh, I'm a really good limited player. I watched... except I always play my mountains like I'm playing limited. Yeah, I guess. And so when I'm playing Boros and I've got these like I've got like 
step links. Like, you, you know how many times you have a step links in Limited? Like, you know, like, that never happens. Me and Will, so. <laughs> okay, me and Will were watching you at the Envy, and uh, for the grinder, mm -hmm. uh, you were talking to Will, and you were like, hey, so uh, I have this hand. What do I play first, Goblin Guide or step links? And he was like, well, duh, step links, look at your hand. And then you had, like, the same frigging seven opening on against your first opponent in the grinder, and you played the Goblin Guide, and then your step links didn't hit for anything the entire game. So... <laughs> yep. Like I said, I'm not allowed to play mountains. Yeah. <laughs> real, or it's planes. Real, it's or it's planes really bad for me. No, I can play planes. Planes are cool. Uh, except you don't realize how to play step links, so... <laughs> well, if I'm playing planes and no mountains, I probably don't have step links. Fair enough, fair enough. Whatever, I'll do it. Unless you're white weenie, baby. True. Oh, if geez. only Tiffkin existed again. I don't think I'll be white weenie either. I love Tiffkin. Um, so, can we talk about sealed deck now? Uh, I just I want to say something about the all legacy. All right, all right. Oh, oh, sh oh yeah. Oh shoot. There was, there was a whole up. there was a whole second day of this indie. Yeah, uh, we're not really legacy kids. I'm a legacy kid. What do you got? Then who won? Uh, don't know. There you go. <laughs> I'm a legacy good. I don't keep up with anything. I don't keep up with that quote. I was playing a release of it. I didn't get to watch the, the coverage. I'm sorry. You also said, I don't want to talk about legacy on this cast. <laughs> Remember that conversation? <laughs> Needs to be cut. Uh, That's I said not that, getting cut. Uh, I said that in the car. That doesn't count. What, um, do, you, what do you got? You I got don't care who won. I, just, uh, I was watching the Star City coverage. They were talking about how they saw one play uh, at the legacy tournament. That uh, there, there was a, a similar deck that made top eight. I believe it was second or third place. Right. Um, but it was basically just ramp. Um, but the, the, the sick play that they talked about, which I laughed out loud about, which because it's just sick. Um, they played turn one Ancient Tombs. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it uh, was a land back in... God, who the hell knows? Forever ago. I want to say Weatherlight. That's probably, probably. off. That's probably wrong. But uh, it's a land that comes into play. Uh, you can tap it for two colorless mana, and it does two damage to you. Yep. I'll make, the, okay. I'll make this easy for you. Ancient Tomb, tap it for two colorless, two damage. City of Traders, tap it for two, zero damage. Whenever you play an extra land after City of Traders, you sacrifice City of Traders. Unless right. you have a Blood Moon in play, because then it just becomes a mountain, and the trigger doesn't happen, and your legacy opponent tries to call you on it. Then you have to get a Judge, and it takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> this might have happened in every legacy tournament I've ever played. Go ahead. All right, so you turn one in Ancient Tombs. You turn, uh, then you tap it to play Grim Monolith. Grim Monolith is a two-cost uh, artifact. Um, you can tap it for three colorless mana. It doesn't untap. You can pay four to untap it. Um, the turn two City of Traders, um, which you add... <laughs> okay, that, at this point, you have seven available mana. You have three from the Monolith and two from each of the lands. Right. Um, you... Tap the monolith to play a Voltaic key. You still have two floating. Use one of those to untap to tap the key and untap the monolith. Yep. So then you have eight available mana. Infi mana. Um, at that point, you play a uh, Lightning Greaves. For two. For two. Yeah. So you still have six available mana. You play a Kaldatha Forge Master. Which is insane. Which is the from Scars. For five. Yeah. Uh, he's a 3 5 for five. You sack three artifacts and himself. To go, or no, 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 three, no, no. Three, artifacts. three artifacts, and you go find a artifact from your deck and right. put it into play. And obviously, it's Blight Steel Colossus. Right. Uh, so, what, what you do is you play that guy for five, then you, still have one, then you still have one mana floating, you equip it with Lightning Greaves for free, for free. 
you sack the monolith, the Voltaic Key, and, and himself to go get Blightning, Blight Steel Colossus, put that into play, put equip the it for free with Greaves, and, and then swing, swing for, for death. Deep lethal. <laughs> for the lethals! And that's on turn two. One. Turn two. That's a turn two Sorry, kill. Two. That's a turn two kill in Legacy, folks. Without Amisha's workshop. Without Amisha's workshop. So good. <laughs> so, um, I don't really care about who won. It's a Legacy. You just, you just, it's not it's still awesome. You just I just wanted to talk about that. Um, I will say what actually won was High Tide. Or at least put multiple multiple spots in the High top Tide eight. Back. That's cool. High Tide is back, uh, mostly because Time Twister got unbanned. Or... Sorry, Time Spiral got unbanned. Yeah. Time Twister would be insane. Um, that being uh, said, a similar deck, like I said, the, a similar deck of this uh, top aided, and it was playing like Steel Hellkites and uh, what was its other big bomb? Like another like. Well, they don't always have the Forge Masters, so you have to go hit something else. Right. Like they just want they just want a more threat density to, to play, which is fine. Um, I just like that Steel Hellkites he's play. Yeah, guys, guys, I really, so I really cool. wish we had more to talk about with Legacy. Uh, unfortunately, I'm the only one that knows what all the cards do, and I didn't watch the coverage, so. Sorry. D-Cell never says anything relevant anyways. I mean, so. that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of things that are relevant, hey, Chris, uh, why don't you tell me about distribution in Scars of, uh, Scars <laughs> of the Second it. Set? Besieged. <gasps> yeah, Scars of the Second This will be the second week in a row that Chris Barros is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not totally. <laughs> Mirrored and Besieged pack distribution, go. Okay, so uh, friggin' commons actually are split five and five. And in all the packs I opened, it was two uncommons of one, one uncommon of the other, and then the rare of the other. However, apparently not everyone opened the same exact dis distribution. So of uncommons and rares. Of yeah. uncommons and From, rares. So far as we've seen, it's always five and five split with the commons. The commons are certainly always split, and the uncommons and rares are not. So at least they didn't dumb down drafting like... We thought they were. Because <laughs> I really thought, I really did, I was terrified. It's that, still fairly dumbed down. I mean, really, honestly... <laughs> Uh, there's, when you, okay, every time I look... Which is fine, because I'm dumb. So. I mean, uh, Casby's just retarded, so... We're, we're, we, anything we can do to make him a better player. Sure. But, so, every time I look through a new set, and I actually care about drafting and seal, the first thing I do is, instead of looking at the rares or the uncommons, which I do not care about, do not look through, I look through every, un, or every common in the entire set, and I say, which of these commons are first pickable? And there's only ever, like, two tops in each color. But I'm like, all right, well, these are the primo, the prestige cards. And if you can, you don't even have to reprint runs. Like, eventually people do get to reprint runs of, like, when you draft a million times. But in between, you're like, well, there's only one common gone, and it was in the Phyrexian side, so it's got to be one of these three, you know? Yeah. I tried doing it this weekend when I drafted. Uh, and... To be honest, it was a lot of work. I was like, oh, okay. I'll see if I can gain the draft by by trying to do these print run type or by trying to do the splits and see what the what the table is trending at to see if the table is trending towards like there's all these mirrored commons left. Right. So the table likes the Phyrexian commons and, and stuff like that. So it was a lot of extra work, a lot of extra mental work to go through a pack because when i go through a pack you're dumb what no 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 no, no. <laughs> when i go through a pack you flip through it you have a limited amount of time to look at a pack even in a casual deck in right. a casual draft you can't just sit there and spend a full a full 60 seconds or 90 seconds looking at a pack to determine everything about the pack all the information and then make your pick in the most informed way possible 
there there's respect for other players and especially if you're drafting in in a competitive environment there's there's an actual time limit placed on you for for your pick so what i'll do instead is flip all the best cards to the front make an informed decision about what the best cards are and then move on with my life uh i was I said, you know what? This is a casual. This is a casual draft. I'll try to. I'll try to see if this is a, is a viable thing to do. And it was so hard to actually look at all the best cards, and then at the same time look at like, okay, well, there's there's two. It was a lot of information. There's, to yeah, there's two Phyrexian cards, and there's five right, Mirror right. cards, and there's this. But it it and and especially like after not knowing the entire set, also. It, it really was very, very difficult to do that. So Well, okay, as time goes on, it'll get easier. Maybe, but I honestly, will. I feel like we've we've made a lot of fuss about it being too easy, and this is like drafting for dummies, and that you can just tell that people are doing this, but honestly, your average drafter is not going to be able to pick up on these signals based on water. I don't ever want to take... Okay, any, any advice that I would have to give or anything that I would have to say about this, I wouldn't take as the average advice or the average of what people are saying like i would want to think on the highest level possible that i can and that it's, if you think about it that way okay. it's just another level of information that you can glean from every pack it's extra information that wizards has never given us before and it's interesting how it'll affect things i think the i think l largely doesn't affect it at all just just not just not play. relevant it affects my play that's for sure you serious yeah how do you i i'd say try it first Honestly, try it. That's why I like to draft horribly and throw everyone on tilt. <laughs> you just draft the four color special every time. I just draft the best card. Mm -hmm. That's how I used to. That's literally one of like an old way I used to draft. Is you just pick out the best card. You're like, all right. And if your opponent's doing that next to you, well, it's like fuck you're it. screwed. You're screwed, baby. No, because nobody ever does that. <laughs> nobody takes the best card. They take what card they think is the best for their deck. Uh, but I'm just like, if I just take the best card. At the worst value, they don't have it. <laughs> okay. <That's laughs> sure. It is awful, and you I come up it. with some atrocious decks sometimes. Yep. That's why I have to rely on my awful Jake skills. Jake <laughs> skills? Jake skills, baby. All right, guys, I'm thinking break time. Yeah, let's go have a signal. Let's do that. All right. All right, we'll be back. Break time! That's a sweet break. That's a sweet yeah. break. Um, so, nice nicotine. Yeah. Enjoyment. I just enjoy the afterglow of their nicotine. <laughs> I just like I just stand around in their smoke. Secondhand. I'm like, so oh, good. it's so good. <laughs> you can no, no, don't roll your window down in the car. Just let's hot box it in here. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, just soaking up all the second hands. <laughs> Uh, me and Skippy, oh. <laughs> me and Skippy, when we drove up to Bethesda or, or Maryland or wherever it was, Rockville. Yeah, Rockville. And D Sales just sitting in the back seat, like, "Are you guys smoking another one?" It's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Like we went, like, we just wanted to pull over here. It's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> You're like, no, we opened the moon roof. It's cool, dude. <laughs> we're, like, we're just gonna like smoke our cigarettes out the moon roof. That's a that's a real thing. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> Going forward. I want to talk about sealed deck. Okay, well, I want to talk, I want to about... talk about sealed deck with real packs of of this set. Fine, from release events. All right, you have thirty seconds. Go, go. The real packs are awesome. 
Done. They're much better than faction packs. Nice summation. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. the detail, like, on the break, detail was like, I want to talk about Sealed Deck. And I was like, why? And cares. he was like, well, I just have important things to say. And Look, I was like, anything you have to say, limited resources is going to say better. Not Nobody true. gives a shit what we have to say not about true. limited. Limited resources, I listened to your entire three-hour summation of the, of the, the set, and I disagreed with you on multiple cards. Well, I'm sorry, I really did. Pick out some of your favorites. Let's hear it. Mortar Pod. Mortar Pod is nuts. Good. Really good. D-Sail showed me a sealed pool, and he, he had a Mortar Pod, and he wasn't playing it. And I said, Ugh. why aren't you playing this? Infector He was like, because this Flensermite is so sick. So and I just looked at him like he was an idiot. You are an idiot. Because I told him how bad Flensermite is. And he was like, no, it's sick. And I was like, so this guy's better than just doing damage to people. Yeah. <laughs> What's this guy do? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Next okay. topic. <laughs> okay, so this is the reason why I don't want to play a mortar pod. I build my sealed decks very differently than I build my draft decks. Yep, when you're obviously. when you're drafting, drafting is a more is is a more aggressive format where removal is more scarce it's and it's a faster format where you need the removal and everybody has more removal. In sealed deck, sealed deck is not even close to the same level of removal as as drafts. And when I build a sealed deck, I have to back up because this this point isn't going to make sense unless I back up. Go ahead, back up. I'll come back to Mortar Pod in a second. As people were opening their packs, and as we're looking at our pools, uh, and it's it's in the store. There's like twenty some people, so there there's people just like shouting exclamations about whatever. I got this. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, check it out! I got this foil sort of feast and famine." And we're like. Golf clapping it up, you know, oh, yeah, sick. you know, whatever. And uh, that guy, I don't even think he won a game out of out of like. <laughs> I think he just like zero x the tournament with his foil sword. So I don't know what the hell he did wrong. Um, doesn't matter. What what most people were coming across was that with the new set, nobody has a good metal craft deck and nobody has a good poison deck in sealed in sealed deck. Yeah. When you have three packs of each. No, like the the distribution of your cards either has to be very linear, or you just kind of end up with these weird half and half decks, and that's all there is. And when you're going into sealed deck, you kind of need a strategy. And what if you back up to when we when we debuted the set originally, we said, God, if you're gonna build poison, build poison, but don't build this stupid half and half deck. Right, that's right. the that's the worst. That was when scars was just scars. Yeah, you're like, don't build the half and half deck. That's got to be just terrible. You can't do that. But now you no, don't have a choice. <laughs> so, yeah. so I saw a lot of decks on the weekend that were uh, the black white half and half. Yeah, and that's one. Of, I played two. I played two different sealed events this weekend, and one of them I ended up in a black and white half and half deck. My black and white deck had a Skitherex and a Sunblast Angel, and also a Black Sun Zenith. I mean, those so are cards that just those, win. By yeah, like those were cards that were really really good. But uh, like all of the commons and uncommons, it was it was just a mishmash of like. A quality guys that were good on both sides. So, like, I could kind of get there in both directions. I just had to, like, land one and run with it. And in, in the other event, uh, where I didn't have the bomb rares, uh, the... <laughs> still had Black Sun Zenith, asshole. I didn't... I, okay. I still, I still had a Wrath of God in the Black Sun Zenith. However, I looked at my pool and I said, you know what? I don't have a good Metalcraft deck. I don't have a good Poison deck. And I think that a lot of people are getting into that situation with this, with this new sealed format. What you do instead is you go back to classic deck building, which is build for your late game, 
find the biggest, dumbest monster you can, and just play it. Right. So in that deck, I had Leash of the Tangle, Quilled Slagworm, Engulfing Slagworm. Double 4-4s four and uh, tanky counters on them. Hex, Hex Plate Golem. Golem and Razorfield Thresher. Yep. I had, fi I had five like things that cost seven or more Big in my deck. Big win on my own bullshit. And that, they were enabled by uh, two Mana Mirror and two uh, Lana Worm Emissary, or Viridian, Emiss Viridian Emissary is the yes. new one, right? Yeah. Um, and that was it. Like, And I just built my deck in a way that was like, my deck is all late game. And people look at my deck, they're like, really? Razorfield Thresher? This guy is like the dregs of everything. That blew me up. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. I just, I needed another Crawworm. He's just a dinosaur. He's just another... God, I wish it was a Crawworm. I, I would have let you play that for six if he wasn't an artifact creature. <laughs> he, he's just, I mean, he's just another Crawworm, and Crawworms have always been good enough in Sealed Deck. Mm -hmm. I'll play an extra, I'll pay an extra mana for that in, in, in Sealed Deck. Sometimes that's just good enough. I just needed another one. And that's that's really actually uh, a, more of a statement on what Besieged has done to the format as a whole. Like, every dude in Besieged that's anywhere decent, which is a fair amount of them in a limited environment, are just, they're just huge one-on-your-own dudes. Even, like, the commons, that 3-4 with Trample, I I could win games with that shit. You're just like, oh, well, he just beats you because he's four on the ass end and he does what he wants to do. Yep. So this is the reason why I don't want to play a border pod. G given the fact that my strategy when I'm going into sealed deck is I'm going to play late game threats. This is my strategy. This is how I'm going to win. Border pod is card disadvantage written all over it. it, it at best, I'm one for one in game. And so, like, every every once in a while, you okay. Your your big points about it. And I'm not saying it's completely unplayable. Mortar I'm saying this a is a living not... weapon. <laughs> Go ahead, make your point. It goes on every day. I just, I just wanted to counteract your one for one point because it's okay. not. Okay. <laughs> it's a living weapon. You're already getting value for it just by playing it. Okay, it's a one for one. Then I have to put it on something else and sacrifice it. Now I'm losing card value. I'm now I'm now losing value by sacrificing my guys. Okay. I mean I just I'm, I'm like wrong? I'm like I'm, I'm, you're saying things and I'm just like this dude's never played magic before. Yeah. Am I, like <laughs> it doesn't play into the overall strategy I'm Okay. Playing. Obviously you just you just don't respect the ability. Now looking at the ability as a whole as a magic ability is like underwhelming. Plus O plus one and you sack it to do a damage, whatever. But when you okay, first off, infect uh, any infect dude is actually two damage when you think about it, and also, like infect dudes, they put counters on other dudes when they're useless. And there's also like two for one creatures all over the place. How about mirror side? How about necropede? How about friggin' just perilous mirror? Like again, we're playing sealed deck. Oh, those are all commons. Sure. Like those are all things you're gonna see all sure. over the place. Th those things are also all one ones that I beat with my bigger guys. Why do I need to sacrifice one of my bigger guys okay. when I can just play a bigger guy and beat it in combat? No, anyway? no, no. He's saying you play with those guys. Yeah. Who? And you just play with the smaller aggressive deck when you have it. Mortar pod fits right in. I will. Even if you have the big deck, maybe you can't get through because they're making infinite dudes with mirror smith or. Making infinite whatever. Outside of Zendikar block, I've never seen a successful, aggressive seal deck. Seal uh, deck is not about aggro. Build one on turn five it's, po it's possible. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying it's impossible. You can certainly do it. But seal deck, in general, is not about the late. Is not about the early game. It's just not. The biggest guy wins. Mm. Honestly. I mean... 
It really does. Like, people run out of removal. Class, people you, run out okay. of removal and you just beat them on the table. I can see both sides of this argument. I friggin' seal deck is moving towards a more classic kind of seal deck, but it's definitely got its own twist with infect dudes. And mortar pod fits so... Like, my, own, my biggest qualm with it is you're not recognizing the infect half of this. Like, infect is, is inherently a faster deck. And now, it's gotten a little slower because all the dudes are huge now, which kind of negates your other point anyway. Infect is the kind of deck where you need a lot of the same cards. That, like, all your cards have to say Infect on them. When you're playing Sealed Deck, you're not guaranteed to make that happen. You can't just open a bunch of cards that say Infect on them. It, like, case in point, I opened my Sealed Deck, I found zero green cards with Infect on them. At all. So I played, I played a black-white deck and it had some Infect guys in them, but it was mostly a damage deck. Mm -hmm. it, the, the, the white infect and the black infect creatures that I played happen to have enough value on them. Yes. And what did they do? Tell me, tell me what they did, because you told me, now tell the cast, what did those infect dudes do in your deck? I had Flensermite, which, which, which you guys gave me hell for. Whatever. You also what? had uh, friggin... I had Priest of Norm. Yeah. Priest of Norm's good. Yeah. Um, I had a did you have a Cis Bear? No. Yeah, he had no. a Corpse Core. I had a Corpse Cur. Corpse Care, that's what it was. I had... A Plague Mirror, which is fine. Plague Mirror's fine. Plague Mirror. uh, I had a Plague Mirror, and I had a... Uh, da, da, da. I looked at your build. The only card I had a problem with... I had a Plague Stinger. Now, all these cards in the late game don't do much, but when you got a Mortar Pot on it, you're like, oh, we kill your utility creatures, or, oh, we... Uh, Why don't... Why? The only creature I had a problem with was Flinch yeah. Because he's off. It just... It, Mortar Pot is just a lot of value in the combat areas. Like, in your attack step, in their attack step even. Like, late game, you're like, oh, well, I've got a race with my huge dude, but they've got, like, four dudes, so they're probably not going to block this thing, but they're going to swing back, and it's going to be about the same value. And you're like, oh, well, this mortar pod, two for one, two. Maybe you guys should, like, I just have different philosophies building steel decks. I really do. Okay. I mean, whatever. It's... But. And it, maybe I'm wrong. I do not ever want to play a mortar pod in my steel deck. If I have it in my steel deck, I feel like... It was my 23rd card, and I probably should have had something better. Like a Flintstone. <laughs> the Flintstone oh, summed up so well. It plays into your overall strategy. Of sometimes doing infect and sometimes not. No, of stalling into my late game. It leaves around an infect counter on anything it blocks plus gains me a life. That buys me at least a turn. At least. Okay. Easily. That's that's the reason it was in the deck. Can Just I, play a White Sun Passage, then. That'll buy you a turn. Don't be an asshole. I mean, <laughs> like, I just, I'm trying to... I'm like, breaking down your argument. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, all I try like to do it. is buy a turn. Let's play a White Sun Passage. Love it, Get, like, so many of those. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were going to the, 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 like, the Twilight Zone of Magic, where <laughs> that's a real thing. I just... Fletcher Might is good if you're playing an Infect deck, and you weren't. I was playing a deck that stalls into the late game. Flinster Might's a playable card there. Mortar Pod isn't. Mortar Pod kills 1-1 one, one Flyers. Done. <laughs> Sealed deck is a lot about evasion. What 1-1 one, one Flyer is in this format? About you, what did you lose to? Plague Stinger and Time Strike. Those, okay. are, the, those I, are the ones. I think what, what did you lose to? Those. What did I lose to? I lost to a, the, the same black-white deck. A Time Strike with a Rage. That was the first day with my large green-black oh, deck. Oh, a different one? That was a different Sealed deck. Sorry. I did lose to a time I bet you wish you had a mortar pod. <laughs> Maybe it was just the pool we were playing. I don't like. I don't want to play mortar pod and sealed deck. Okay. I'm sorry. 
Do you, do you want me to? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll I don't care. You, you can be wrong all no, you no, no, want, no, no. dude. Here, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm going to send an email to Limited Resources. Do it. And I'm going to see what they have to say about it. Since, do it. since nobody likes sealed information or limited information at all on this podcast, and everybody hates it, and they, nobody wants to hear it at all, I guess we'll just <laughs> go ahead and send an email to Limited Resources where people actually go no. and listen for this. Look, and then we'll let them talk about it, because clearly they're the experts. We've got plenty of interesting things to say about Limited, okay? And Tasby was probably a little overboard when he said no one gives a shit about uh, Limited when we talked about it, because I think there's... I think <laughs> Maybe there's I just should say I don't give a shit about Limited when we talk about it. <laughs> you probably should have said that. Like, I don't know, and you're the Limited Guru. You should have the most to say. I'm not a Limited Guru. You are, you're a lot better guru. than I us. just play with awful cards. But you make I just all have the, fun playing okay. Marvel cards. I think the I think the uh, like flints are might like flints are <laughs> I think the epitome of uh, how like being good at a certain format is you don't always just open like bomb stuff. You just make everything work. And Casby, you do that really well. Fair. I just open triple shatter and a horse belter dragon and go wee yeah <laughs> blew up all your artifacts. <laughs> nice Grand Prix asshole. Hey, I'm going to little... day two. <laughs> I will say that's that's another thing. Uh, Horde Smelter is not quite the bomb in this format as he was in others. Right? Yeah, there's, there's definitely like there's definitely like decks. You're just like I don't need artifacts. You know, like I'm like I'm my you know my is a few just because. Which is kind like, of I'll play hex plate golem because he's a five seven, not because he's an artifact. You know, like oh my just... Horde Smelter dragon will eat him so much. <laughs> nom nom nom. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Horde Smelter, while it's probably the best card you could rip in like draft or sealeds and scars, like. I mean, he's still good. He's still a 5-5 five, five flyer that could sometimes blow things up. But, like, before, he was crippling. Like, you resolve that guy, he cripples him. Like, now, that's not really the case. Like, you have a lot more removal that kills it. And, you know, he he's, has a, a less relevant boom-boom ability, you know? Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Um, not much else to say now Steel Hell Kipes is better <laughs> okay yeah. alright opinion poll I, we, we might have already done this who do you think wins the war it's gotta be Phyrexia right dude how cool is it that they released the uh, ads for the new set as double ads yeah it's just like this one or this one yeah Meriden Meriden Pure or Meriden uh, what's the other name Meriden uh, Pure or New Phyrexia or New Phyrexia how cool is that that's like Probably one of the best gimmicks that they've ever had. I think I think it'll be awful for the game if it's new for X, yeah. Me too. But I think it'll be I I wouldn't be surprised with Rosewater running this shit. True. The way the way the the war seems to be going and the way just the way that the packs were laid out with so much red white heavy in in Scars of Meriden. I think that so it's a new set fifty fifty. They have it's pretty yeah, much fifty it fifty. Okay. They have to tip it towards the other co- the, the they other don't side. They have of the to color do anything. Line. I think that's I think that's They're what's going to happen. Coast. All right, how about this? How about how about uh, the Vidalkin just come in and wreck everybody? And they're yeah. like, they're like, blue's still the best. <laughs> 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 how sick is that blue icy manipulator Holy guy? Crap, that guy's amazing. Holy that guy's nuts! Crap. Like Will Haas, like built like drafted the sick deck on Friday. Yeah, I saw that. Is like treasure oh, made man. into a four four flyer or spine of Ishsaw. Yeah, like also you know, trinket you also made trinket into like, like three spell bombs or a dark steel axe. Like yeah. so good, nice synergy, yeah. dude. Like like Chris Burrow said last week, you just read the signals correctly and go blue immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just like whatever. You just take a volition range and get there. You're yeah. like, is there a war going on? I still play magic. Blue's the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I think I just want to bounce stuff and counter stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, still... drawing spells and countering spells, that's pretty much how I play this game. Right. Mm-hmm. And Phantom Warrior is still bad. 
<laughs> I really hate as, that in Best as, di- as disappointing as it is, like... You they- love that card! No, I don't think anyone else loves that card. Chris Cashman Actually, loves that card. I like Will, that card. Will Haas likes that card a lot, too. <laughs> like, you, you want to like Phantom Warrior. You're like, Phantom Warrior, you're so good. Let's let's get it. Let's get in there. Go for two. I like strapping, and... strapping grafted exoskeletons to that guy. <laughs> uh, poor Phantom Warrior. <laughs> hey, guys, you want to get in some listener comments? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Some, like, some just, you know, whatever um, people want to hear. Burroughs posted on our Facebook page earlier, like, hey, we're casting tonight. What do you guys want to hear about? Yep. So, um... I don't have any experience with time spiral drafting. Yeah, thank you, Charles Lee. So, Charles, we're never going to talk about it. Charles, if you, <laughs> if you come across a box of spiral, future sight, and planar chaos, well, I will it. absolutely draft it. And let's it. draft it backwards like they want us to now. Exactly. Like, I, I'm all for it, dude. Like, I'll even chip in for it. Yeah, no, cool. I need to get my Aaron Ephemerons first. Oh, like, yeah. You, like, the, the whole point of going into red blue, like, red blue suspend in that format was. Oh, no, you tricked us. We weren't going to talk no! about it. No! No! <laughs> Damn it. Charles um, Lee, you got us once again. The Holy Roman Empire is... That was a thing. Neither Holy Roman or an Empire? That was I, thought, a... I thought it was all three of those. Things. No, 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 it was neither Holy nor an Empire. It was Roman. Oh, okay. I mean... Who yeah. cares? That shit's in the past. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's just for lame asses. I don't learn from my mistakes. I mean, there exactly. was the, the Imperial Empire in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was, Imperial! <laughs> what? It was a butter. It was a butter commercial. Okay. Um, or a margarine, I guess. Okay. Did you not remember this from when you were a kid? Link in the show notes, kids. We'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. And I'll get educated. There's got to be like a YouTube commercial of it or something. It's like and these kids eating toast. Uh, <laughs> not 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 mentioned on the Facebook page, but Sean P sent us a deck list. Uh, Sean P of of the Scrubland logo fame. It's, that's actually uh, pretty fun. Shipped shipped us a list that was uh, basically uh, Bant Aggro with Photoshop. It looked a lot like the deck I wanted to play for states. It basically just used uh, the the Vengevine Vengevine Fauna Shaman uh, Trinket Mage Squad uh, Squadron Hawk package. Ooh. Uh, and well, no, no, he no. went ahead and threw the shape of new Blightsteel Colossus uh, thing in there too. Pee-wee! So it was it was interesting. He wasn't playing Trinket Mage. He wasn't playing Trinket Mage. We told him to play Trinket Mage. Um, Sean, thanks for the deck list. If you guys have deck lists that you want us to critique or look at, uh, definitely send us an email yeah. at uh, scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. We can tell you uh, not <laughs> to play Mortar Pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Casby spends a lot of time uh, put like reading deck lists and and we'll definitely dive in and and, and give you uh, w- his opinion on it anyway. If he can't, if he can't, and if you want one of the other guys' opinions, sorry, they don't check the email. I do check. <laughs> the email. I do, I do, I do. That's not. A, we might not respond. But we check it for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, one one quick shout out actually to Sean P is that he's uh, pretty much completed his Arkham uh, the EDH thing that he was putting together. So not too much Arkham Daxon EDH deck. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much almost last chance for you guys to check that out. We're trying to put up a post. Uh, I mean, he's gonna still have a blog spot up, but it, like he, he put up a Facebook thing saying that he wasn't gonna write anymore, and I was like, dude, don't do that. Just make another EDH deck or something. Like, yeah, like, I thought I'd just do something else because like he's just it was it was a fun article. I liked reading it, like, and just I don't know, like it doesn't seem like there's any reason for someone not to write. Like if they just don't want to write, I guess that's fine. But like I, th- I felt like he just wasn't getting the feedback that he wanted. Right, and I think people just didn't have feedback to leave but i mean it was it was a good really interesting though yeah like i never had anything to say on it because i didn't really know like what right what do you say about that well a lot of cards i was like i don't even know what that does and stuff like that but it's just like i'm not allowed to trade so 
<laughs> I really didn't have too much input. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, d Sale, I noticed that you have a beer of the week. Uh, oh. You've been finished. I do have... Would you... <laughs> Chris Casby really wants to be... He's like some kind of singer at heart. He is. He's some kind have of... Have you heard him at karaoke? He's some kind of Casanova. Yeah, it's true. Funny you should say. <laughs> <laughs> I sing like an angel. You, you, uh, you're some kind of singer. So I got the uh, the Thirsty Dog Brewing Company here. Oh, and this is such a sexy bottle. They have provided mm. us with the old leg humper. Oh, Let man. me just stare at this bottle. And, uh, just, I'm steal, a leg man. Casby's right. going <laughs> to steal it from me. But uh, basically the old leg humper is a robust porter and... It is a robust porter, a dark brown color and full body with a malty sweet taste, deep roasted and silky smooth. Mm. Two types of roasted malts, including chocolate malt, give this beer its award-winning flavor uh, from 2002. So 6.7% alcohol by volume, so that's that's, high, get you that's, drunk, that's, that's that's better than most of them we've tasted well, most so Most porters are pretty strong. Uh, yeah, so yeah. This, was, this was a good dark beer. I like a good dark beer. And uh, a lot of flavor. Very nutty. Definitely tasted the chocolate. I believe this is a chocolate lab on the front. It is. And uh, he's he's kind of doing an upskirt move he's on these girls. Three like, friends. this bottle is just, like, three girls with their legs crossed. And it's, like, just their legs. Which and, is sexy as shit. Oh, and this yeah. dog, he's like, oh, I want some of this. Which is why it's old leg cover. So, so Daniel, so, how many dirty dogs out of five? Uh, there are there's six stiletto heels on here. I'm, I'm going to give this a... Five stiletto heels out of six. Oh, damn, Gina. It's, oh, I mean, that good. This is a happy dog. That, so that, why not? Why not six? That um, I don't know. The it it, it was a little too, a little too light. Honestly, I, I really I really like a dark beer. Uh, I I really like uh, if I can honestly if I can, the face. if I if I can <laughs> if I can find Guinness or Bass on tap at a bar, that's gonna be straight to where I go. So, you. you know, yes. that's, that's, you know, and, and the old, Stout. the old leg humper, yeah. buddy, you, you were a good beer and I would drink you again. <laughs> and, and that's all I had to say about that. And I just found costume jewelry. That is a ring from my niece's fourth birthday party. And you asshole. It. She gave everyone one during the party and we all had to wear them. You shouldn't feel special then. It is so. It. It's your cock ring. Did you guys ever wear an adore? Did you guys ever um, play the game Pretty Pretty Princess? Yes, all the time. No, sir. I had to play Pretty Pretty Princess with my sister and her friends. I don't know what that is. And I have two younger sisters. It's, I don't know what that is. It's a board game. Well, is it a board game? It's a board game where essentially it just had a bunch of costume jewelry in it, and the object of the game was to like win all the jewelry and, and like as, the prettiest. Yeah, like as you as you like got jewelry in the game, you had to like wear it. And then once you got all the pieces and you were the most beautiful, you won. Aww. And so Did you win? Uh, no, you my, my no, my sister made me play for like the first two times and then she said I wasn't playing it right. She kicked me out. <laughs> so <laughs> so <Bad> boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then they got they got the one. Do you remember the one that was like the shopping mall? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it was like it was like a two story shopping mall where you moved your little piece around and you got to like shop at all the stores. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to play that one. It looked like the coolest game ever. Well, it's good <laughs> that they're buying your your niece sexist toys and yeah. games. Like, no, you could be a little consumer. Look, yeah. no, 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 there you go. I, Let's go to the mall and you can buy jewelry. My niece didn't have any of those. That's not saying I won't buy them for her. But <laughs> uh, you need to look. Board games are integral to to child development. 
And that's why I'm such a genius because I play Monopoly all the time. And if your if your kids Damn just sit around board games, if, if your kids just sit around playing like you know video games, you just hand them a Nintendo DS all the time. They're like that's how they get in trouble for like texting during class and stuff. And it, it, it like when they when they get older is because all you did was give them a Nintendo DS to play with for that's their entire life. Yeah. So instead, right all you have to do is give them some board games and say like, hey, let's have a play date with your little buddies here, and you guys can all get together and play like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Dude, speaking of board games, nom nom nom. Oh, that's that's the obesity board game. The obesity <laughs> yeah. board games where you nom 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 all the time. Hungry hungry hippos. We like to get fat. Look, this is an American. Big chubby bitch it's just throw my balls in your mouth. It's an American board game. <laughs> Right? And if that hippo wants to put his balls in your mouth, I mean, power to him. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no to that. All right. Uh, Dude, oh, I, speaking of board games, can settlers right. of Catan, man. Like we gotta jump into adult board games here. That game is sick. Time for time for irrelevant portions of the podcast. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, Apparently, this is my portion of the cast. Where I, we just talk about stupid board games. You're the best, Casby, at all board games. I like right? talking about board games. We 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 board gamed all weekend. It's true. And uh, so what we've been playing, what we've been real high on, and I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this one by now because it's super popular. But uh, the Settlers of Catan. What? Like uh, like. All right, I, I played it like a few months ago. I didn't really know the rules, and I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, that's not me. Really. I didn't. I enjoyed it. I just didn't understand it, so I didn't feel like I played it well. And sometimes when you just other players are just playing better than you, and you just get lost in the in you know the the I guess the nuances of the game, like you just kind of get lost and just don't have as much fun as everyone else is having. Yeah. That being like, said, we got drunk on Saturday, and I felt like I just oh, crushed you guys. No, uh, we were we had a real good time. Settler, settling, settling, settling this board of of pieces. That was, game is like it I decided sweet. it's like Sim City meets Craps. <laughs> That's such an apt description. That, that game is just you like, know, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm gonna gamble here, and I'm gonna build here. <laughs> I'm gonna tax it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for the Scrubland podcast this week. I think we're done. I think yeah. we, got, we got to wrap it up. We're we're finished. We love you all. We, got, we gotta get out of here. Oh, so like, all right. Oh, we we haven't plugged in the last couple of weeks. Chris Rose, tell me where tell me where we can get in contact with Scrubland Podcast. Scrubland Podcast at gmail.com and Scrubland Podcast on Facebook. We love your deck list. We love your comments. We love your feedback. Podcasts live and die on their feedback, guys. So please feel free to send anything you want in, and that's gonna do it for us. We will talk to you next time. 